you know, listen, church is an awesome thing. Church itself. You put all of these people, because that's what church is. You assemble us all together. That's what church is. It's not the building. That's just where we church together. But when you put all of us together, something very powerful happens uh, in, in the lives of all of us. There, and, and I want to take you from just us here and show you maybe what we can do with this. If we harness this, uh, the world's term of this now would be energy. <laughs> I would call it the anointing of God. If you can harness this power that comes for what you just saw by high five, high five, how you say it? High fiving and, and stretching out. If you can harness that and do the right thing with it, it can change the world. It can change people. It can change you. It can change a lot of things. And I'm going to take us to this place. The title of today is just simply Faith Moving Forward. And I could teach you a lesson on faith. I could teach you about the, you know, faith calls those things that be not as though they were. Faith is never looking at it. Circumstance, faith is always just thinking about the impossibilities. Faith can charge you. There's a hold fast. There's a confession. There's a whole bunch to faith. I could teach you all of that. But that's not what we're going to do today. We're going to look at faith moving forward. But I want to embrace kind of a natural side of that and, and show you maybe where you are, show you where you can step to, and show you how to get over and to do that, I'm challenging you to get into a place of expectation with me. What's that mean? Uh, just kind of just do this. Get on your seat. Come on. Push forward. Come on. Come forward. Come forward. Come forward. Come forward. That means you're getting ready to hear something. Okay? Now, at the end of the service, you'll know what that really means. But if you just kind of sit back, just give it to me, Pastor. Come on. I got to get out of here. I got, I got a lot to do. I read something yesterday I want to read to you because it spoke something to me. I couldn't even tell you where I read it. I just know I was Googling and playing around and, 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 and just thinking some things along the line of the service. And, and actually, I think I read it on Friday. And I wrote it down. Listen to what this says. Christians are to move forward in faith. I can't talk about everybody, but Christians. Okay, there's a difference in everybody. Christians. Churches, Christians are to move forward in faith. Our churches are not to be content to sit back and do business as usual. I'm not talking about the building. I'm talking about churches. I'm talking about the assembling. I'm talking about the gathering of people. <laughs> Our churches are not to be content to sit back and do business as usual. We cannot rest on past victories or be paralyzed by past defeats. We are to move forward in faith personally and corporately as the body of Christ. You know, there's something that kind of fuels all of us. It's called progress. As a matter of fact, let me write this word down for you. Do you mind if I use my teaching board today? And, and this is why I say I want you to be in expectation with me, because we're going to be a little bit teachy right now, all right? We're going to use the whiteboard to help you see something, and we'll catch all you visual people in a little bit, but right now, I want you to see some kind of just some educational parts to what I mean by being expecting. Progress... It's something that we all want. How do I know that? Because they say that some of the basic elements or requirements of happiness is to see progress. Uh, I, I, man, I'm telling you right now, when we started this thing 11 years ago, uh, almost going into 12, when we started this thing with just the four of us, 
And if I based, if I was still sitting on four, and then we came to 12 people, Presley was actually one of those four. If I came to that place, and I'm still 12 years into this thing, and there's only 12 of us, I'm, can I be honest with you? It's time to shut the doors. Because you're missing it. It's not, it's not, it's not a God thing, because God never starts to stay stagnant. It's just not who he is. And so what I'm saying is that that might be something that you need to look at, that you've been going and doing and trying to do the same thing over and over again. And eventually at some point, if there's no progress, maybe that's something I need to look at. But there's a side to progress that I, don't want, that I want to be careful of getting you looking out there too much if it determines happiness because there's a side of faith. You can't look at progress, uh, outward happiness to determine whether progress is being made. Because there's a side of faith that you can't see. It's not faith if you can see it, to be honest with you. So there may be progress going on on the inside of you. I've got a vision, you know, years and years ago for us now. But the vision of you being here now 500 strong, you know, I saw that. But what I'm saying is the Bible says to be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. That, listen, that you may prove, that you may know or even learn what the good, say good, and acceptable and perfect will of God is. Now, I'm not going to talk on all the three different parts of the will of God. Let's just hit it real quick. The good. There's a good will of God. And everybody, as a Christian, you're in the good will of God. Because now you know that eternity in heaven is what your hope is. You know that you're secure with God and you've got Jesus in your life. That's good for everybody. So that's the good will. But there is an acceptable will. And a lot of people, all of us at times, settle on the acceptable will and forget to strive for the perfect will. The perfect will is where that happiness is no matter what you see on the outside. I can tell you right now with everything within me that Pastor Tiffany and I know that we are in the perfect will of God. Because every time I get up in the morning, there's something that's pushing me, that's pulling me, that's driving me, and it's you, and it's people, and it's, the, it's really not just you, going to be honest. It's, it's actually the Outer Banks itself. And how can we take the Outer Banks and go around the world and make a difference? You know, when I, and then when I think about how, how important that is and how important the perfect will is, to say that progress is the determining factor of that, I'm going to leave you hanging. Because you'll never make progress without something else. Effort. They say that effort actually, actually equals progress. And I want to talk to you about that here in just a minute. But that unique spot that you're in right now, everybody, when you came in, there should have been a white sheet of paper on your, on your seat. Can you grab that for me right now? Make effort to get that white piece of paper. Some of you wouldn't do it if Jesus came in here right now. Get it. Hold it up. We're not sitting down in service today. Wave it at me. Let me see it. That's your life. A blank slate. Nothing on it for 2018. It's up to you to write the story in it. And Jesus said that he knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. So you're not a mistake. You have purpose, you have a call, but it takes effort from you to begin to write some of that call if you want to ever see some progress. 
But if you want progress and you're basing your progress of whether I'm happy or not, you will never actually see progress. You'll, let's just use the word, you'll stagnate. You'll stop. You ever seen stagnant water? It's a mess. That's because there's nothing growing, nothing living, nothing moving in that water. And I want to help you to not get stagnant. But even if I tell you that effort gives you progress, I'm going to leave you hanging. i got to take you a little bit further because if I'm going to go into 2018 and I want to see progress of 2018, I'm going to need a little bit more than just effort because I believe progress is seen this way. This is personal opinion. This is, this is my interpretation, what I think that enables you to have progress. It's not something that, you know, it's not written down maybe. This is in, in uh, a friend of mine says his almanac. This is in my almanac. Here we go. Effort. Plus direction. Equals progress. So you need more than just effort. You need direction. Am I headed in the right direction? Uh, I could add something to this just, in, just for time's sake later. Information will help you here. Have you got the right information as you're making effort in the direction you're supposed to go in? If I want to go to Hatteras, I can make effort to go get in my car right now. And I can drive on the road. And if I go by the wrong information and I turn right and go in the wrong direction, I'm headed in the wrong direction, I'm never going to get to Hatteras. And my progress will not be prosperous. Because I'm going in the wrong direction. Am I headed in the right direction for 2018? Now this, is, this has nothing to do really with the message as much as it is I just want to get you thinking. I want you to get, ask, get you asking yourself, I know there's nobody in this room that you don't want some kind of good progress in 2018. And I would venture to say that most of us in here are willing to make some kind of effort. I mean, you, some of you are challenged with picking up a piece of paper. I get it. You don't, want, you don't like people to tell you what to do in church. But once the effort is made, you've got to be willing to ask. Am I going in the right direction? And I, do I have the right information along the way? Because this is... We didn't say this first service. You're getting it good in second service. If I don't have the right information, my effort will turn into work. And then when I get to progress, I'll be wore out, I'll be dog-tired, and I'm still not making the progress that I want. So you've got to have direction with the right information to get where you're going. So I want to get there in 2018. If, if I go to the gym... And I go in, and, and, and my goal, my progress, because some of you are going to make New Year's resolutions. I hate those, because most of the time you don't fill them out. Don't do it. Just do what you know you're supposed to do. Look, but if you go to the gym, you go in there with the intention to what? To make progress. So that you can be happy what you look like when you're going to the beach. But if I go in, make the effort to go through the door... Even with direction, and I don't have the right information, how to do it, <laughs> it's still not going to do anything that you want it to do. And by the time you get to the end, you're wondering why you're still 30 pounds overweight, and you're wondering why, because you had the wrong information, and you were going in the wrong direction, and your effort was useless. So, 
how, here's the question that we've got to ask ourselves. I got your attention a little bit. Because the Bible says faith without works is dead. So is faith moving in the right direction and I'm not doing something, but I'm careful to say I'm not doing something because I can get you so focused on the do part and I'm convinced when you know am I headed and you know the information. There is that rest that the Bible talks about of happiness whether I see fruit on the outside or not. Go with me to Philippians. Let's start there this morning. Philippians chapter 1. <laughs> we'll come back to that later. In Philippians, Philippians chapter 1. What you see here, you've got Paul. He's in prison. And uh, he's there for whatever reason. I think he was, he was there for his faith. He was there for uh, a wrong accusation. That's why he's here. And that's just kind of the setting that he's writing this letter from. And the church of Philippi was one of his churches that he established, and they loved him dearly. And word had got to Paul that they were very concerned about his life, because it needs to be, because he's in prison. His circumstances were, were beyond what you could ever imagine or think where he's sitting. And so when that got, got to Paul, he made a decision. He said, I'm going, I need to write them a letter. I need to explain to them what has happened to me so that they won't be concerned. But what, what's interesting, as you read it, he didn't really even stay focused on what had happened to him. He began to do more about talking about the why he was there in prison. Not even the why of the happened of how. You know what I mean by that? In other words, he says, uh, in, the, in other words, they caught me, they drug me, they put me in, they beat me up, and that's the why I'm here. No, no, he, he came to this place, he says, you need to see something a little bit more important, and that is the why I'm here and what's happening while I am here. It's kind of like the why of 2017. Why did these things happen? Why did this person not like me? Why did I spend too much at Christmas and now the day after Christmas because I wanted to make my kids so happy and I didn't want them to be disappointed. Now I got debt out the yin-yang. I don't know what to do with it. Is yin-yang a cuss word? At least you know what it means. So here, I'm in that spot and I want you to see this principle that Paul begins to take us from this moment of a bad deal, a bad circumstance, and look what he begins to do. Here in verse 12... he says this, and I want you to know, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me here has helped me spread the good news. In other words, I can't change what has happened to me in my past. I can't change the circumstances as to why I'm here, but I can get a different predetermined look at why I'm here and begin to look at this and say, you know what? I'm going to take what happened here and I'm going to use it to spread the good news, my testimony. So if I want to transition from 2017 into 2018, I'm going to help you with that. You're going to have to predetermine to look at it from the eyes of not looking at my past and letting those things go and saying, you know what, that doesn't even have weight on why I'm where I am today other than I'm going to look at that as an experience to learn from and I'm going to go January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. I learned something in each one of those months that now I'm going to bring over into 2018 and it will be part of the story that I write because it will be part of my testimony 
that just might help somebody else. Or, (laughs) I will save that punch for last. Or you can stay there. You know, let's, let's move on. Let's just pick up here a little bit further in verse 15. Something else that happens here. <clears throat> you know, I can tell you that in 2017, that, um, man, we had some bad times, Tiffany and I. We really did. We had a bunch of good ones, but we did have some bad ones. One, for sure, might not mean a whole lot to you, but on Easter Eve, the day before Easter, my dog gets run over by a car, and three surgeries later and $3,800 later, he's all right. That would choke you a little bit when you're not counting on spending $3,800 just to keep an animal alive. All right, I lost all the animal lovers there. But this dog, me, I don't, I, I'm like, he, he's just my dog. Christmas Day this year, he gets sick, and by, by 6 o'clock Christmas Day, he's in surgery again. Now, I don't know what that bill's going to be. That might seem funny to you, but this could have been a bad day, and it changed the whole life for three or four days, took the joy out of Christmas. And I'm actually, when I take him to the, when I take him to the vet for the surgery, I, I got family, Tommy's family, coming over for Christmas dinner in a 45 minutes. I got to have my joy on when I get back from the vet to have happy family time. And I just found out that my dog's in surgery. He might not make it and they got to do all of this. There's bad times that come at you, but are you going to go ahead and predetermine that no matter what those circumstances are, that if I want to progress, my happiness won't be based on my circumstances of the moment? I'm just being transparent with you. We walk through stuff just like you do. Okay? So, here we go. Look at this. <clears throat> Just in case you've got some people that you've upset in 2017 and they don't like you anymore. It's true that some are preaching out of jealousy and rivalry. But others preach out of Christ with pure motives. They preach because they love me, for they know I've been appointed to defend the good news. <laughs> Those others do not have pure motives as they preach about Christ. They preach with selfish ambition, not sincerely intending to make my change more painful to me. What's Paul saying? He says, you know what? There's people taking advantage of the fact that I'm in prison right, right now. And they're using it and abusing me. And there's people that I really could tell you that I don't like in 2017. I don't want to be around in 2017 because they use and abuse me. Maybe, maybe you even made your own mess with those people. And you need to go get it right. But I love what Paul does here because something begins to happen right here, a transition. He begins to, a a different direction begins to take place out of this chapter and Paul um, helping us embrace what 2018 might be like for you and I. Look at the next verse, verse 18. (laughs) I love this. This is fun. (laughs) The very first verse in the New Living Translation says, but that doesn't matter. Look at somebody and say, you don't matter anymore. You're not walking out of love. I'm giving you privilege to say, say, look, say, you don't, look at somebody, say, guess what? You don't matter anymore. (laughs) Hmm? Listen to this, listen to what happens here. 
a transition, a different direction, a different focus that Paul, he's in the worst moment of his life possibly and he could be bellyaching, which most of you do too much of, bellyaching around the people because you want them to feel sorry for you and embrace your bad time instead of helping them realize that this is how you overcome a bad time. It's called four men in the fire. There's a fourth one with me and I'm coming out on the other side of that fire. Instead of making people be burned in the fire with you and helping them embrace all your pain, he says, look, my pain doesn't matter. What I'm in doesn't matter. You need to know this to go from 2017, predetermined in 2018, to change your perspective of where you are. Look at what he says. I'm just, just reading to you what he's saying. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. But that doesn't matter whether their motives are false or genuine. The message about Christ is being preached either way, so I rejoice. I'm going to read this whole thing to you. I'm actually, is that the NIV? I'm, I need to read this one. The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true Christ, Christ, true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. Yes, I will continue to rejoice. I know that through your prayers and the help given by the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or death. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I'm to go on living in the body, this will, everybody say will, mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I'm torn between the two. I desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is better by far. But it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will, everybody say will, remain and I will continue with all you for your progress and joy in the faith, so that through my being with you again, your joy in Christ Jesus will overflow on account of me. Predecide to move in the right direction. Some of you got your head so far up your past that you can't see the future. I'm serious. You'll catch on to that here in a minute. You're belly aching, whining, and complaining because. Something's not going right for you. Join the rest of the crowd. There's probably a bunch not going right with a lot of us. But, listen to me. Devil, because there's a devil out there. Now there is, I think there's a lot less devil and it's a lot more of us just being pathetic. And not moving in the right direction. (laughs) Making wasted effort because we're not in the right direction and we're not applying the right information. But let's just give the devil a little bit of credit. Just to make you feel better. You might, listen, you want to say it with me? You might have messed with my marriage. You might have messed with my body. You might have messed with my finances. You might have tried to take my joy. You better predecide right now if you want to go into 2018 with a different progress. Your perspective will have to change. You're going to have to do a couple things with this past (laughs) so you can get over there. 
I'm going to show you what that is. Go me to chapter 1, verse 20. Look at this. This is so fun. It's the last service of the year. I can take as long as I want. <laughs> you wouldn't come back. <laughs> Philippians chapter 1, verse 20. In the NIV, it starts out this way. I just want to look at one phrase here. He says, I eagerly expect and hope. New Living reads this way. I fully expect. King James reads this way. My earnest expectation. I could teach on faith there forever. But he says, my earnest expectation. When you study the scriptures, let me just help you. It's real simple. Don't make this more difficult than it is. The scriptures have, there's two testaments, an old and a new. All right? Read the first page, Old Testament. Read the first page of the New, New Testament. Testament means just a, a, a prophecy, a proclamation. This is my word for you to hear, for you to see. It's written in two different translations. The Old is written in Hebrew. It's just how it was written, the language of the Hebrew. No matter what translation you read, it's taken that language of Hebrew and brought it into English language so you can understand, fully expect. Okay? Well, the new is just like this. It's written in Greek. So I'm going to look at the Greek and say, okay, what's really being said here? Because there's more here. It took me a little while, but there's more here to be seen than just fully expect. Because that, like, would, I mean, that just, okay, fully expect. How? So Paul, not knowing how to really express the fully expression that he wanted to say here, so he had to take three words. If you study, you'll see it. There were three words that actually put together to define this King James, my earnest expectation. Three words come together. And so if you want to see what is really being said, you've got to look at all three words to see what's being said. So can we go back to the board? You guys okay with this? All right, here we go. A little bit of a school lesson here. You don't need all this anymore. I think you got that. Okay. So <laughs> the first word here in the Greek to describe this expectation piece is the word apo. Everybody say apo. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is going to be so much fun. Let me make sure I got it. Yep, 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 yep. The second word that Paul uses is kara. Say apo. Kara. Okay. The third word that he uses here is dokia. Say it with me three times. Ready? Apo, kara, dokia. Oh, you're doing good. You might even have to do it just one more time. Ready? Apo, kara, dokia. Now, do you know what that means? No? You got to do what I do. Make effort to pick up the paper and find out what it means so that you can get a better definition of what Paul's trying to say to you and I. So if you look at the word apo, where's my other one? If you look at the word apo, the word apo means to turn away. Apo, turn away. The second word kara means head. Am I headed in the right direction? Not if you don't turn away. So, 2017... Now listen, we're not, uh, 
we're, we're not excluding what has happened in 2017. I'm, I'm, telling you, tell you, I'm telling you totally opposite. I'm not turning away and ignoring and, and getting into uh, what, what I would call just presumption or, or foolishness and say, that didn't happen. No, it did happen. Some of you got visual visions in your head of what happened, and it was horrific. You can't necessarily erase what you saw and what happened. That's what Paul's saying. I'm in the worst of the worst circumstances, but there's something to be done if I want to predetermine and change my perspective. I have to make some effort with the right direction and the right information to get to where I'm going. And I don't know about you, but I'm ready to go to 2018. All right? So here's what he said. Turn away. Turn my head. Take your head. Come on, let's get involved. Go look this way. Now, you've got to turn away from 2017. Look the other way. Turn back. Turn over. Turn back. Turn over. Turn back. Are you headed in the right direction? <laughs> now, it's interesting. This is the power pack. When you look at the word dukia, it means... Like I said, some of you got your head so far up your past you can't see forward. I'm trying to help you pull it out. Okay? Stretch forward or lean forward with so much anticipation that there is no way you could ever go under because your God's not going to let you fail. So for me to go into Apokaradokia, I've got to turn away from 2017, bring what it's going to help me learn my lesson in 2018, and I'm going to head in the right direction because now I'm beginning to get the right information. And then when I get the right information, I'm going to lean forward into 2018 with so much expectation. I cannot wait. Hold your paper up. Come on, hold your paper up. Hold your paper up. Hold your paper up. I can't wait to begin to write that story of my life. Instead of going into it so depressed, how am I going to make it? Where am I going to go? Paul said, change your predetermined perspective and look forward, turn away, and, be and begin to... I'm just going to stop right there. So I can give you a visual of what this just might look like for you. Throw it up there, Katie. Ha <laughs> ha! That is one of your own. That is Steve Garza on the... <laughs> now, the rest of Kellogg's is behind him, but you can't see him because of Steve. <laughs> huh? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. My point is, look. Quit taking my sermon away. Here we go. Are you willing to turn away? You know just as much as I do, if Steve starts to look to the left or to the right, he loses his pull power. But he's not determined. He's not depending on to the left or to the right because he knows what's backing him up. All of Kellogg's is behind him, pulling that, pulling that thing. He's turned away. He's leaning forward. Apokaradokia. Turn away, head, and lean forward. Now, I would do you a huge disservice if I left you right there and didn't tell you a, maybe a how-to, maybe a bullet point of how-to. Stand up with me. The piece of paper, everybody kept asking me what the piece of paper was for. It's just to let you see that you have a blank slate in front of you. But if you want to write notes down later, we'll have all of this up later. 
But I want you to see, guys, you're not going to go into 2018 without effort if you want progress. But if you go in with just wasted effort and you don't go in with your head in the right direction and you don't go into it with the right information, in other words, that my God is so good, He's so big, that even the impossible is possible to the man that will believe. My God has purpose for my life. He's leading me to a place of freedom. He's challenging me to make a difference. He's challenged me to be a part of the, the life of other people. Now, some of you have planted seed a long time ago, and the seed, this is the year for that seed to produce what it's supposed to produce. The first seed in the church is time to produce. Watch it do what it's supposed to do. Number one, Paul says, Philippians chapter four, excuse me, chapter one, verse 20, for I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed in 2018, but I will continue to be bold for Christ in 2018. As I have been in the past, I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ whether I live or die in 2018. Well, here's how. Number one, it has to start with prayer. If you go over to the chapter 4 of the same uh, book of he's speaking to the church at Philippi, still in prison, he's letting them know the scripture. Let me read it to you. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about anything and everything. Listen to me. If you're not willing to talk or commune with God, you will go in the wrong direction. You will go with the wrong information. Because listen, listen, ho, ho, ho. You'll begin to hear from the wrong sources that will lead you in a direction where your freedom is not. It'll take you to the place of bondage. They'll want you to hold on to all of that in 2017. Help make you waller in it and stay there. And you, instead of turning your head from it and saying, bring it to I can learn from it. They will hold you into that place of bondage. And you got at least come to this place where you stop letting people hold you in bondage and it starts with prayer number two number two I got to be willing to do the basics this is the basics for Christians man you'd be so surprised how difficult it is to get people to just do the basics you wonder why we teach a lot of basic here because it takes a long time to get you to do the basics some of you are still sitting at the table that everything's available to you for you to take off of the table, but you're still sitting in the high chair wanting somebody to just feed you mouth and spoon the baby food that you got. It's time to pull up and get a little bit of meat and get something a little more sustenance and challenge yourself in 2018. You know what? I'm going to go a little bit farther forward now. Time to grow up. Here we go. Number one, Prayer number two, do the basics. Here's the basics, guys. Believe God. You'd be so surprised how hard it is to get people to just believe God. They'll believe their grandmama, their grandpappy. They'll believe their best friend. They'll believe Facebook. They'll believe Instagram before they ever believe God. Matter of fact, if I'm in counseling right now with people, you'd be so surprised. You'd be in a lot of surprise now. How much I have to talk through Facebook and Instagram to get them to forget what's being said so that they can believe God. You ready? Rest in His love for... This is the basic. Rest in His love for you. He loves you so much. You're not a mistake. He's got a plan. He's got purpose for your life. 
He knows the heartache that you've experienced. He knows what happened in 2017. He knows those people that you don't like. Number three, dream big. I'm just, some of you dream way too small. And you're talking about the God of impossibilities. You're, you're borderline staying into that accepted will of God. Because for some reason, you've not had the progress you thought you were supposed to have because you've not seen it out here. So you settle for something accepted instead of continuing for the perfect. Love well at all cost. Look at somebody and say, I forgive you. That's probably tough for somebody that had a big argument last night. (laughs) Oh, this is my favorite one. Because my wife and I have determined that as a staff at Coastal Family Church, man, we've had a couple years here that have been fun. (laughs) But we are determined that 2018, due to basics, we're going to laugh a lot. Hey, matter of fact, look at somebody. They're funny looking. Laugh at them. Come on. <laughs> if you don't know how to laugh, go go to that strip mall. Not the strip mall. The What do you call that mall? Outlet mall. Go to the outlet mall. Sit down and watch people. There's a lot of funny people out there. And when they come at you and they wonder what you laugh at and say, I don't know, but you're funny. Laugh. Do the basics. You will not laugh if you're still looking at the past. You will not laugh if you're waiting for some kind of outward sign to determine what you're going to have. You won't, because you'll always see what you don't have. (laughs) All right, here's one that's a little bit challenging. Keep growing. Do the basics. You got to grow in Christ. You got to learn. You got to make effort. You got to go after it a little bit, guys. (laughs) It won't good too. When knocked down, what you going to do? <laughs> I'm going to get back up. Yes, sir. <sighs> I can't wait till we sing that song. <laughs> All right, here's, here's, here's one of the two most important ones. This is where that right information part comes in. Because if you don't have the right information, you, you won't progress to where there's happiness. Because you judge your happiness based on something outward. Paul didn't do that. He predetermined. He changed his perspective. And that perspective came out of his mouth. This one, you got to live by the Word of God. That's the basic. When the, when the Word says, don't change your behavior based on how you be treated, you got to do it. When the Word says, do what's best for the recipient at the moment, you got to do it. All right, here we go. And then be led. One of our cultures here is to be led by the Holy Spirit. He's your guide. He's your helper. He leads you into peace. (laughs) He's the one that brings the laughter. He's the one that brings the joy. And I'm just telling you, I'm ready to go over into 2018 with predetermined, the right perspective. I'm headed in the right direction. Apakara Gokia. Pray, and you do the basics, 
you just might accomplish what you set out to do. <laughs>